Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the living God. This is Praise Jesus Christ Ministries podcast. This is Brother Nelson. We are going to be reading from the Holy Bible. Amen. We're going to be growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ of Nazareth together. That's what this is all about. If you're new to the channel, if you're new to the podcast, if you're new to the ministry, uh, we've been uh, doing our thing since about 2017. Uh, we are here to encourage you. We have many messages from the Lord uh, on our ministry YouTube channel, on our podcast. We're reading straight through the Bible, and sometimes we have guests. So today we're going to be reading from the Bible. We've been reading the first chapter of every book of the Bible. Right now we're up to Lamentations. Uh, so let's jump into it. The book of Lamentations of Jeremiah. We're going to pray. And then we're going to read straight from the Bible. I am reading from the King James Version, otherwise known as the Authorized Version. It's okay if you're reading from a different Bible version. It is not a salvational issue. May you be blessed by this message, encouraged and edified. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come into your gates, into your, your courts with thanksgiving and praise upon our lips. Thank you for food, clothing, and shelter. Thank you for this day, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that we have a Bible in our language to read. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Uh, please forgive us for our sins, Lord. Wash us in your holy blood. Mind, body, soul, and spirit, as this word goes forth to heal, to correct, to edify, to exhort, to rebuke, Lord, may you have all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. May I decrease and may you increase. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. We pray. Amen. This is the book of Lamentations of Jeremiah, chapter 1. How doth the city sit solitary that was full of people? How is she become as a widow? She that was great among the nations and princes among the provinces. How is she become tributary? She's paying taxes now, right? She's oppressed now, the city, right? She weeps sore in the night and her tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They are become her enemies. This is the state of Israel when Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, is trying to come to them with the word of the Lord and the kings keep rejecting him, right? The people keep rejecting the message of God and they want to hear peace, peace. And God is telling them to repent because they're in idolatry as a nation in that time frame. God is still saying this to the church today. There's a remnant, yes. But some of the church is in idolatry. Some of the church is like Jerusalem is like Israel in this context here. Some of, some of the church is seeking comfort from everyone except the comforter. Some of the church is, is, has become a tributary, like in verse 1. You know, some, some of the church is oppressed when they're supposed to be free. They're supposed to walk in the liberty of Christ. But they're oppressed by the bondage of sin. They're oppressed by ministers who love mammon. Who, are after, who have a, a love of, of filthy lucre. They are oppressed by people who are pretending to be ministers of light under the guise of Christianity, even under the guise of, the, of deliverance, claiming to make people free, but they're 
you know, demonically imparting into onto people. They're putting them under more yokes. People are creating, you know, Ponzi schemes unto themselves. People are manipulating, intimidating, dominating because of controlling churches. There's a lot of different things that this is talking about here. Let's let's keep reading. Verse 3, Judah is gone into captivity because of affliction. Do you know Judah means praise? In other words, because of this affliction, your praise is not the same. Because of oppression, of the bondage of sin, or others and their sin, which would affect believers, right? Which would affect Israel in the context Judah is not the same. And because of great servitude, she dwells among the heathen. She finds no rest. All her persecutors overtook her between the straits. The ways of Zion do mourn because none come to the solemn feast. All her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh. Her virgins are afflicted and she is in bitterness. Her adversaries are the chief. Her enemies prosper, for the Lord has afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. God is bringing judgment. The Bible is very clear that judgment comes first to God's people, to the house of the Lord, before it goes to the world. Because God doesn't want us to be hypocrites. God wants, he's coming back for a bride with a beautiful gown, with her wedding clothes on, white her righteousness that she's wearing is Christ. Amen? Look, the Lord has afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. Her children are gone into captivity before the enemy. Captivity is slavery. They, they, they're POWs, prisoners of war, right? And from the daughter of Zion, all her beauty is departed. You know, the Bible talks about how we're adorned with Christ in the New Testament. That means when people are in oppression, when, pe when people are in the bondage of sin, in, in the captivity, because the Bible says that when people are in sin, they're a slave to unrighteousness. When the church is in bondage, when you have ministers that are not doing their job, they're fleecing the flock, then the people are not adorned with Christ. Sometimes God judges ministers and he'll replace them. He'll shut down ministries. Pray against ungodly ministries in your region. People who have been sent by the enemy covertly, secretly to infiltrate ministries. Pray that they get exposed and that they, they, that they repent. Amen? Her princes are become like hearts that find no pasture. And they are gone without strength before the pursuer. Jerusalem remembered in the days of her affliction. Meaning, return to your first love, right? Remember, remember when you were in, and the Lord were good, you and your husband, Christ. Jerusalem remembered and of her miseries, all her pleasant things that she had in the days of old. Yeah, that's your first love. Abide in him and, and repent. Be zealous, therefore, and repent, the book of Revelation says. Return to your first love. This is to all the church. This is a message to believers. Lamentations is to believers. And none did help her. The adversary saw her and did mock at her Sabbaths. 
you know, the world is going to see your walk. The world is not going to understand. They're not supposed to understand. The things of God are foolishness to the world. The gospel, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to the world. Are you trying to please men or please God? Jerusalem has grievously sinned. Therefore, she is removed. All that honored her despise her. Could we say that about the church in America? There was once a time where people used to honor the church to a certain degree. Now they despise the church because they think, well, it's a bunch of charlatans. They think everybody got money in the walls, like Joe Osteen's church. They think everybody's scam. It's a scam, scamming people. They think it, 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 it's all just a business operation, just goes by a different name. They think it's no different than a Fortune 500 company. When they see pastors with jets asking to sow a $1,000 seed to everybody. Giving is biblical, by the way. Love offerings is biblical. At a time of famine, you're going to need food, right? You need Bibles, right? Bibles get smuggled into other countries. How do you think the church is able to help people if they don't have no finances? It's, it, this, is, this is common sense. Let's keep reading, right? Um, all that honored her despise her, you know? Why do they despise? Because, because, they, they, because these people are manipulated into giving? When you're supposed to be giving out of a free heart, 100% of whatever God tells you, not just 10%. You give because you want to give. Why do people despise the church? Because because they see uh, what they think is Christianity, like Roman Catholicism, which is not. Or they, they see certain people within Christianity claiming to be Christians in pedophilia. Maybe they experienced church hurt with their family. Now they blame it on all, all Christians. It's sad. I apologize to those of you who are not believers, who are listening. I'm sorry for whatever you went through or whatever you've seen. It's not, it doesn't mean that it's, it was a, a good representation of Christ. There's always a bad apple in the bunch, right? But a good tree produces good fruit, the Bible says. A bad tree produces bad fruit. If you look at God's true remnant, they're doing, they're doing what Christ has called them to do. And you know what? You're probably going to be offended as a non-Christian regardless because Christ calls out your sin and he tells you to turn from it. That's really why men despise. But on one regard, they, just, they don't despise now the church because they see it as fake and phony. So it's our job as believers to make sure that we're not fake and phony. Amen. They have seen her nakedness. Sin removes your, your covering of God. You become naked. Yea, she sighs and turns backwards. Her filthiness is in her skirts. She remembers not her last end. Therefore, she came down wonderfully. She had no comforter. O Lord, behold my affliction, for the enemy has magnified himself. Verse 10, the adversary has spread out his hand upon all her pleasant things, a.k.a. violation. For she has seen that the heathen entered into her sanctuary, whom you did command that they should not enter into your congregation. 
Verse 11, all her people sigh. They seek bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Why are people sighing in Israel in the context? Why are people sighing in the New Testament church? Why are they seeking bread? They're supposed to have bread. They're supposed to be fed sound doctrine. They're supposed to be pushed to Christ, elevated and and released into their callings, into their assignments. You know why people are sighing? Because, Because they're not fed properly. You know why people are sighing? Because they they feel like they don't have a part in the body of Christ. They can only just join a small group. We all have an assignment. You need to seek the Holy Ghost on that. Amen. Look, they have given their pleasant things for meat to relieve the soul. See, O Lord, and consider, for I am become vile. It is nothing to you, all you that pass by. Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord has afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. Now, why is the Lord afflicting Israel in the context? He wants them to repent. And they will in time. Right? Why is the Lord afflicting spiritual Israel now? He wants us to repent. And we will in time. Right? Verse 13, from above has he sent fire into my bones, and it prevails against them. He has spread a net for my feet. He has turned me back. He has made me desolate and faint all the day. The yoke of my transgressions. We're supposed to take upon Christ's yoke. Remove the yoke of your sin, right? The yoke of my transgressions, iniquity, sin, whatever you want to call it, is bound by his hand, and they are reefed. And come up upon my neck. He has made my strength to fall. The Lord has delivered me into their hands from whom I am not able to rise up. This is why you need a resurrection. You need a resurrected life. To be able to rise up. By the spirit of God. Amen. Look at this verse 15. The Lord has trodden underfoot all my mighty men in the midst of me. He has called an assembly against me to crush my young men. The Lord has trodden the virgin and the daughter of Judah as in a winepress. For these things I weep, mine eye, mine eye runs down with water because the comforter that should relieve my soul is far from me. My children are desolate because the enemy is prevailed. The enemy prevailed. Zion spreads forth her hands. That means that the believers are seeking help. Right. And there is none to comfort her. The Lord has commanded concerning Jacob that his adversaries should be round about him. Jerusalem is as a menstruous woman among them. God is saying when you're in sin, you're like a woman on her period. It's, it's, it's nasty. It's filthy. It's disgusting. It's bloody. That's what your sin look. That's what your own self-righteousness trying to do it your way looks like. Look at verse 18. The Lord is righteous, for I have rebelled against his commandment. Here I pray you all people and behold my sorrow. My virgins and my young men are gone into captivity. Behold my sorrow. Isn't Christ called a man of sorrow? We ought to seek him and pray to him today and be like Jeremiah here in the book of Lamentations. Are you weeping? Do, do you have a heart? Are you hurting with God? Do you have a heart for his people? Are, are you are you sowing in tears for them? 
How about your family? How about your own ministry? Amen? Look at verse 19. I called for my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and mine elders gave up the ghost in the city while they sought their meat to relieve their souls. These are people who are in leadership positions, seeking, seeking self, out for self. Look at verse 20. Behold, O Lord, for I am in distress. My bowels are troubled. My heart is turned within me. For I have grievously rebelled. Abroad the sword bereaves at home there is as death. When we are in true repentance, are we prostrated before the Lord? Do our bowels move within me? You, you can't stand. You, you have moanings and groanings because you can't even vocalize how grieving it is. And it's grieving to the Holy Ghost. And we've probably all rebelled at some point in our own personal life. Our ministries have probably rebelled at some point. You're not perfect. But you have to strive for holiness and he will help you. Amen. Be honest with yourself and examine yourself today. Amen. They have heard that I sigh. There is none to come for me. All my enemies have heard of my trouble. They are glad that you have done it. You will bring the day that you have called and they shall be like unto me. Let all their wickedness come before you and do unto them as you have done unto me for all my transgressions and for my sighs are many and my heart is faint. My heart is faint. Let's pray. We need you, Holy Spirit. Convict us of our sin. May we lament over it. May our bowels move with your bowels, O God. Lord, your word says that we are your members in the body of Christ. If we are members of your body and you are the head and we are connected to your thoughts, connected to the vine, our nervous system is your nervous system. We ought to feel what you feel, even though our thoughts are not your thoughts and our ways are not your ways. We ask you, God, to have mercy. Have mercy on marriages and households and ministries and the body of Christ in any way, shape or form that we're not doing things the correct way. We cry out unto you, Christ, the man of sorrow. We cry out unto you, Christ, the bread of life. We cry out unto you, Christ, our covering. Remove our nakedness, O oh God, just like you did for Adam and Eve. Cover us, Lord, with your, with your lambskin. We need your resurrection power. We take upon you, we take upon ourselves your yoke. We cast our burdens upon you, O God. Forgive us, Lord, for turning to others for comfort. Forgive us, Lord, because of our sin, we are now tributaries. We are now in bondage. We have become unequally yoked. We have become in affliction, and you've brought judgment upon us. We understand, God, but that there are some who still will not repent. And we ask you, God, if it's what it takes that you bring your judgment upon them so that they can turn to you and return to their first love. Help us. May we all be zealous, therefore, and repent. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. We, we come into full agreement with the book of Lamentations of Jeremiah. May we have the Lamentations of the greater Jeremiah, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. We seal this prayer with the blood of the Lamb. Amen. If this message has blessed you, please share the video. Please share the content with others. If this message has blessed you, most importantly, please return to your first love.
We don't have a lot of time. Christ is coming. I know you've heard it for 40, 50 years. It doesn't mean that it's changed. Seek the living God while you can, while you are breathing, because tomorrow is not promised. And if you die as a lukewarm Christian or in willful sin as an unbeliever, you will go to hell when you do not have to go there. Jesus loves you and he gave you a free ticket out. It's to get to know him. He's the ticket. Heaven's not not the goal. Christ is the goal. You'll get heaven. He's heaven's nothing without him. You'll get him. He is the prize. He is your reward. He is your objective. He is your mission. Seek him. Brethren, seek him. And if you're backsliding right now, if you know that you're lukewarm right now, don't return to your vomit. Get on fire for the Lord. Pray that, that the God who answers by fire will put his fire up in your bones, his fire in your belly, his fire in your mouth. That he would provoke you to do his will. That he would stir you up to do his will. That he would give you a godly jealousy for his will to be done. A zeal with knowledge. Seek him. Read the Bible, pray, fellowship, meditate, praise, worship. When you can, as led by the Holy Spirit, fast. If you have questions, reach out. If you need prayer, reach out. Please keep us in prayer. This is a war. This is a literal war. People die every day and they go to hell. And some go to be with the Lord. Amen? I want you to be with Jesus. That's all that matters. That's all that matters with this. This podcast means nothing if you're not told the gospel. If you're not told the good news of the salvation, which is in Christ. He went to the cross for you. He made it possible for you to get right with the Father. For you to have access to the Father through the Son. It's free. You don't got to do nothing but believe. And as a result... Live for him. He will help you. He will help you moment by moment. But you have to do your part and cast down temptation. You have to do your part and yield to the Holy Ghost. You have to do your part and run to his loving arms. His name is a strong tower. When you feel the enemy flooding in, in your mind, in your thoughts, in your heart, say, Lord, help me. Run into him in praise and worship. Run into his word. Run into his presence with prayer. Everyone, when they sin, it's, it's intentional. You made the choice to sin. You decided to sin. You're not going to be able to tell God, I, I, I didn't decide to sin. No, you decided to sin in your own free will. Sometimes we sin unintentionally, but you still did it in your own free will. Seek the Lord. He loves you. You can live a holy life. It's fully possible to attain in him, not on your own. I leave you with that. And may the Lord keep you and preserve you to his perfect day, till his second coming, or till you go home to be with him. In Jesus' name, amen.